Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. While you may know him from Elders React, my dad was many things to many people. He was everything from the grandpa that you wish you'd had to that crazy guy on YouTube. If you live in Los Angeles, you may have done business with him as that tree guy in a cowboy hat. He was a husband of 51 years, brother to five, entrepreneur for 40 years, veteran, Green Beret, Boy Scout, grandpa to my son, but to me, he was just dad. We have one child, uh, Kimberly Spencer. Uh, she um, she has her own business, uh, Crown Yourself, crownyourself.com. On January 13th, 2021, my dad died and tens of thousands of people mourned his loss. My dad was and always will be my greatest teacher in life and in business. My dad went from borrowing his dad's truck, climbing up trees himself with a chainsaw, sawing off his thumb on more than one occasion, but yes, he got them back both on, to having a crew of 20 plus employees, over 15 trucks, and a multi-million dollar tree business, all while also being an addict. Growing up, I like to say that it felt like I had four dads. I had the asshole alcoholic dad, the laid-back stoner kind of dad, the manic opioid-addicted dad, and then the really, really, really cool sober dad. He was my favorite. I like to think that my childhood was the greatest training ground that I could have ever had to be able to do the work that I do now as a high-performance, trauma-informed coach, helping visionary leaders build their empires, stand out authentically, and really serve from their soul, making the income and the impact that they deserve. Watching my parents build a business from nothing into a multi-million dollar business that set the stage for me to be able to say, I can do that too. While there were many lessons that I had to unlearn from my parents, because of codependency and addiction, there's always the flip side of the coin. Sometimes when you experience trauma, especially developmental trauma as a child, like growing up with an addict, that's all you can remember. But when you allow yourself to see the beauty, the laughter, the lessons, the possibility, the grace, the forgiveness beyond the pain, there is magic and transformation in those messages. Growing up, I got to see potential in action. I got to learn from my dad that you can transform at any age when I saw him at 70 get sober. And I got to see the power of our choices, of our decisions, of our habits, of our rituals, of these things that we do every day and how they can grow a business or not. 
And that is the beautiful blessing that I got to have because of my dad. And so here are the seven greatest lessons that my dad blessed me with that I now get to teach and serve you with and carry on his legacy. Lesson number one, forgiveness is unconditional. You can't put parameters on forgiveness. You can put parameters on the behavior that you will tolerate in your relationships. As Tony Robbins says, you get what you tolerate. Forgiveness has no conditions. Otherwise, it's not forgiveness, it's manipulation. If you do this, then I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you if you do blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. That's not forgiveness. That is consequences. Forgiveness is grace. It's God. It's the healing heartbeat of the universe. In 2016, I staged my dad's intervention to get him sober off of alcohol. While I like to say I grew up with four dads, the one I liked the least was the alcoholic. And in 2016, enough was enough. It was one of the most beautiful, healing, and hardest three hours of my life. It made me step into being a leader where I had to lead this group of people surrounding my dad asking him to get help and get new support and to become sober. And while I was shaking through every ounce of my being, I did it purely from love, from soul, and from a declaration of what I would and would no longer tolerate in my life and in my relationship. The forgiveness that I had for my dad's behavior was unconditional. The terms for the continuation of my relationship with him had conditions called boundaries. Forgiveness is unconditional. Relationships can have conditions. After my dad's intervention, because the boundaries of our relationship were so crystal clear, he knew that if he ever drank again, he would lose the relationship he had with me, with my husband, and with our, back then, unborn kids, but his grandkids. Till literally the month before he died, he was thanking me for holding those boundaries and for holding that intervention. For not only being able to forgive him, but have those standards of what I would and would not tolerate in a relationship. He was so proud to share how he'd been sober for four years off of alcohol and how that had allowed us to have a relationship and how that had allowed him to have a relationship with my son. For the past four years, I got the best dad that I love the most, the sober dad, the greatest grandpa that I could have ever imagined for my son, Declan. Lesson number two. It takes just as much work to get a $100 client as it does a $10,000 client. When I was a child, my dad would chronically underbid. He would let his customers haggle him. He would pull favors all the time. He would underbid and get those small jobs because he quote unquote felt he needed the money. But then something in my dad shifted. A switch was flicked. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was his faith shifted but I remember that as I got older, I would see my dad come home and he would be excited and empowered that he got to serve his customers and serve his family by bringing in a higher income. That's when I saw that sales can be both 
of service and spiritual AF. When I first started my coaching business back in 2015, I was seriously undercharging. Like I was doing $100 for four hours a month for coaching, literally out of my car. And it was my dad who pulled me aside and said, Kim, it takes just as much work to get a $100 client as it does a $10,000 client. Why are you going so low? You might as well go for the 10K. I learned the power of sales, generosity, and the ripple effect that can happen when more good-hearted, mission-minded, purpose-driven leaders start making more money. And that's why it's been a part of my company to do that, to extend that ripple effect so that more business owners with good hearts, with amazing conscious leaders are making more money so they can make more of an impact. Lesson number three, money is a tool. You wield it how you want it. Seeing my parents' business go from measly to multi-millions and the generosity of spirit that came with it was such a profound lesson as to what money can do when it is in the hands of good-hearted, mission-minded, generous humans. Money is a tool, just like a knife. A knife can be used to create beautiful, nutritious, delicious meals that nurture your health and support your family. A knife can also be used to hurt someone. Like any other tool, money can be used for good or for evil. Money just is a tool that amplifies who you already are. You decide how to use the tool of money that you are given. And what I've noticed from having coached good-hearted, mission-minded, conscious leaders for the past five years is that when they make more money, they use it to serve. They use it to hire more people. I mean, three of my clients increased their teams 300% in a recession when so many people are losing jobs. But because my clients were making more money, they had the ability to hire more people. They also had the ability to give to more causes, to donate scholarships, to, to, to love on people, to support their friends and family. That is the power of what the tool of money can do when it is in the hands of good-hearted, mission-minded leaders. One of my clients had been really struggling with money. He hadn't grown up with it. He'd never wanted to deal with it. He had debt. He was back paying taxes. And he had massive shame around his debt. Money had always been a source of pain for his family. After working on his money mindset together, he ended up speaking to his wife about his money and developing a plan with her that not only helps his, his relationship with money, but it improved his marriage and his relationship with his wife as well. That conversation, he to later told me, transformed his marriage and he went from making 2K a month to making 8K. So that's going from a five-figure year to now a six-figure year because of the transformational work that you do when you heal that relationship with your money. When I told him that this world needs more good-hearted, mission-minded, purpose-driven, conscious leaders who are making more money so they can make more of an impact, so that they can serve more of humanity, 
That is why he needs to make more money. That shifted the game for him in his ability to provide not only for his family, but for his community and for his clients and for every single person that he's able to touch and serve and bless now because he's making more money. I would not have learned that lesson without my dad. This world needs more rich people who are also rich with generosity because riches, riches ripple forth to your family, to your community, to your clients, to their family, to your team, to their families, and so on and so forth. Click the link down below to download your Heal Your Money Beliefs workbook and training. This is an exclusive book that I have put together that will allow you to heal that relationship with money the way that I got to learn that how to do that from my dad. Lesson number four, learn how to replace yourself. For the first decade of my dad's business. My dad was doing all the work himself. And now he was an arborist. So this isn't just like shuffling paperwork. He was climbing up trees. He was driving to job sites. He was busting out his chainsaw and sawing off branches himself. He was doing hard labor and he was doing the cutting, the pruning, the trimming, the bidding, the sales, all of it all by himself. Eventually, he started to develop and grow a small crew. And that was when his business really started to grow. When my mom became pregnant with me, she left her job as a graphic designer to then come on and help support my dad as his admin team. Eventually, by the time I was about 10, she became one of the first female certified arborists in her field. And then she brought on her sister and then another assistant to support her in doing the admin work so she could go out and also help my dad with the bidding and the sales. I saw my parents' business go from solopreneur and struggling to an actual successful business. Your business stays stagnant when you're trying to do it all yourself. Instead, of sticking in your genius zone. My dad was brilliant with customers. He had such a heart and a love for people. He was a natural extrovert and a nurturer, and he would literally say hi to every person's dog that you walked past on the street. And every single one of his customers, he not only knew them by name, he knew their dog's name as well. He could identify trees all day long, and that's what he was excellent at, but really what his zone of genius was, was operating in those customer relationships and in building and nurturing those relationships. What he found was doing the cutting and the trimming and the admin and the office work, all of that stuff were in his, maybe his zone of competence, sometimes in his zone of excellence, but they certainly weren't in his zone of genius, which was operating and interacting with customers directly. The more he stayed in that zone of genius, the more the, and the faster their business grew. I learned early on as a child this very simple business rule. Delegate plus automate equals faster growth. Lesson number five, stop trading your hours for dollars. My first business was at 19 years old as a freelancing Pilates instructor. I was so proud. 
My dad was so proud. I was earning my own income. I remember making $55,000 a year and I felt like the wealthiest woman in the world. But I was working 10 hour days, five days a week and a six hour day on Saturdays. So basically after four years of doing that, I was burnt out. I was exhausted and I couldn't go on vacation because if I went on vacation for too long, I would miss out on the money that I was making. I had no other streams of passive income back then. That was when my dad told me, Kimmy, find a way to stop trading your hours for dollars and you'll make so much more money. But passive income, having a team, None of that made much sense to me back then. I didn't know how to make passive income teaching Pilates. I mean, I really, really loved working with one-on-one clients, but I did find a way to make more money teaching one-on-one clients. I did the math. I could do 10 hours a day working for $30 an hour for someone else's studio, or I could have my own studio and teach only four hours a day and retain all the gross profit while making $80 an hour. I realized that I would make much more money and have much more time to focus on my other endeavors, like back then it was screenwriting and acting, if I just stopped working for someone else, stopped working for another studio, and stopped trading my hours for dollars. Totally no-brainer. That was when I first set out to start my own private Pilates studio. At first, I started teaching out of my home, and then I got a small private studio space that I could teach out of. And just teaching one-on-one clients, I started to make more even though I was working less. And that same year, I got the first feature film that I ever co-wrote, written, and produced, and distributed on Netflix. Work less, make more. What a concept. Thank you, Dad. Now, fast forward four years later to 2016, pregnant me with a baby and I started to grow my third business, Crown Yourself. My dad reminded me of the passive income thing again. So in 2018, with a baby, I created one membership program and nine self-study courses to make money on autopilot and I grew my business 389% that year with a baby. Lesson number six, just keep going. By the end of 2019, my parents' business had about 15 trucks, a giant lot, like a big old yard, and about a 20-person team. I remember after my dad got out of rehab for his opioid addiction, we were standing in this yard, in his yard, looking around him, and I just marveled at what he had built. And I was so proud of him. And it was just he and I in this beautiful moment where I got to look at him and say, did you ever imagine that you would ever build something to this level? And he turned to me and said, you know what, Kimmy? I started out borrowing my dad's truck for the first 10 years of my business. I didn't even realize that I was a multimillionaire until you pointed it out to me two years ago. I just kept going. My dad kept working as hard as he was at 73 as he was 40 years earlier, he just kept going. And so yes, 
with enough persistence and determination and hustle and time, you can grow a multi-million dollar business with just hustle and drive. You just have to have the resilience to just keep going. Because with resilience and tenacity, your success is inevitable. You just got to keep going. And it was in that conversation with my dad that I wondered if he could stumble and fumble and just with hustle and grit and hard work and lots of mistakes, get his way to multi-millions of dollars within the span of 30 years, then what could I do in five with vision and faith and determination and taking the lessons that I'd learned from childhood and putting them into action and into practice now? How much faster do you think you could grow if you combined the attitude of just keep going with intention and with strategy? and with vision for where you're getting to. Lesson learned. And last, but certainly not least, lesson number seven. Use your talents to help and serve others. My dad was one of the most generous humans on the planet. Generosity is a gift, it's a talent. One thing that was said and repeated over and over at my dad's memorial from multiple different people was that he never met a stranger. If he met you, he would immediately connect with you and suddenly talk to you. And sometimes it would go on for 20, 30 minutes, an hour. And sometimes it was annoying if you had a place to be or if you were trying to get onto an airplane. But at the same time, he had that generosity of not just money, but time. And that was one of his talents. And one of the last wishes that he gave to me was that I would use my talents to help and serve others. And I can only wish that for you as well. What is your special gift? What is that gift that you have that is inside of you that can just be unlocked, that is so easy and that is so natural for you to give? That amazing gift, it ripples and it can ripple into the most amazing resource and service. It is my desire to carry on my dad's legacy of generosity and do exactly what he wished for me. I wish you every success, and I wish your heart always stay open to help others, and I hope you bask in the loy, the love and joy that God has given you and be grateful for all the talents he's blessed you with and use them to help others. Thank you for being my wonderful daughter. Thanks again, Dad. Now, if you are looking to unlock your gifts of service, to tap into your genius zone, to heal your money beliefs, then definitely get in and download my Heal Your Money Beliefs workbook and training. This is my gift to you. It is a continuation of generosity that I am so excited to work with you through. Be sure you jump in on that. And if you want to join a community of fellow sovereigns, of kings and queens who are owning their genius, who are standing out in their authenticity, and who are helping each other and holding each other to rise into their reign, then make sure you jump into our free Crown Yourself community on Facebook. This is where I share the latest leadership advice, business and performance strategies, and challenge you daily to 
bring those gifts alive, to question, to grow, and to become that amazing future self, that king, that queen that is rising into their rule. And as always, my fellow sovereigns, own your throne, mind your business, because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.